Hey friends, this is Rachel Picard, and this is episode 12 of the Soul CEO podcast. I have some insane news and gratitude just oozing out of me right now. I was on back-to-back calls all day, and I hopped into my analytics of this podcast, and I saw that we surpassed, oh, we surpassed a thousand downloads. Oh my gosh. And we're apparently trending in Australia. So hey, Down Under, hello. Super excited to that you guys are here and that you guys are loving it. And it means so much to me, all the ratings and reviews and comments and messages. You guys that are sending me messages, please reach out to me. Um, it makes my day and I'm so glad that you're loving it. And if there's something that you want me to talk about, I have had a few people today on Instagram ask for me to discuss a few topics. One of them we're going to be diving into the probably the next week or so about uh, is goal setting biblical or how you can goal set and be aligned with God's will for your life. Um, also, uh, transitioning from companies the right way, the wrong way to do that, what to consider. I have been in three companies in my 14-year tenure in this industry, so we're going to talk about that and so much more. I have some notes I'm working on right now in my spiritual practices about humility, about love, about truth, um, and I think they're really going to bless your socks off. So smash that subscribe button because we have so much more to talk about. Today's going to be a very short episode. I actually have a clip that I'm going to share with you from a live coaching call from one of my new and upcoming leaders in Australia. (laughs) So she might be one of the reasons that we're trending down there. No, I have an amazing Australian team. I'm super blessed and grateful and I miss them. Oh, I haven't been there. It's been about a year, almost to the day since I've been down working with them. Um, But I'm going to share with you that call clip and I'm going to talk about the three phases of prospecting, the three phases of prospecting. I learned this from a mentor well over 10 years ago, discussing like how to generate leads and enough people to talk to. And if you guys have followed me from the beginning of this podcast or beyond this podcast, you know I'm a big fan of what I call building a micro-celebrity, building a brand, you know, actually building an influence so that people are coming to you. And this conversation all kind of, I love how God just works this all out because I opened up Facebook and one of my mentors, Ray Higdon, shout out to Ray Higdon, him and his wife, Jessica, Jessica are just beasts in the network marketing industry. And Ray made a status about eh, 12 hours ago, and he said, I'm glad that no trainer taught me or my wife not to do cold messaging when we are new, so not to like send out messages every single day. He goes on to say, Jessica, his wife, used cold messages to have her first $10,000 a month at the age of 21. Her warm market wanted to party and do shots. Um, And so reaching out to people that she didn't know was the number one way by far that helped her create success early on. He says, cold messaging certainly isn't the only way. And he goes on and says, it isn't even my preferred way. But for some, it is the most likely the way for them to create some results. Every time a trainer or a leader bashes cold messaging they because they didn't do it, it reduces the chances for the non-influential person in their team that might have made it through cold messaging. And I got to say, as much as I have feelings about cold messaging, I am right there aligned with Ray. It is not my preferred way, but sometimes it's the the closest option. It's the best option. If you don't have a market, if you don't have a network, if you don't have influence yet, if you haven't built that brand, if you don't have a ton of followers or friends on Facebook, like you got to do what you got to do. 
you got to pull up your bootstraps and you got to go to work and you need to message. And, and I actually responded on Ray's status. I said, listen, like, hey, I'm right there with you. I got started in this industry and I began by cold calling. Back then, we didn't have cold messaging. There wasn't massive social media back then in 2006. So I started by cold calling because I was 21, like Jessica, and my list of 81 names was not interested in the company and the service that I had. It was it was a business service that was greeting cards geared towards it was geared towards professionals and entrepreneurs. So my 20-something-year-old network had no intention of buying a greeting card platform. Like they just didn't. It wasn't interesting to them whatsoever. And so at the end of the day, cold prospecting was absolutely how I cut my teeth and how I began making some sales, not a lot of money. Remember, I told you it was my first four and a half years was not for profit. And I say that jokingly because I did make a little bit of money, but I, I reinvested every single dollar that I made and then some. But the cold market prospecting was what got me through. It was the carrot to give me a little bit of results to go to an event, to get a transformation, to learn a new skill, to get a little bit more results, to get a to get a, a, a paycheck, to bring me to another event, to buy a course. Like it was the message, it, it was the method that I had to do. So I'm right there with you, Ray. I completely agree. And if you are at a time, if you're at a a space in your life where you don't have the influence yet, but you're determined to build it, understand that that stuff does take time. If you've not nurtured a network, if you've not built up friends or good relationships where you can go and you can make a few calls and sign up some people or enroll some customers or distributors or get some business partners, then yeah, you might have to do this. In fact, one of my um, most rock star recruiters right now is cold messaging via LinkedIn. He's a pharmacist. Michael's killing it right now on LinkedIn. I think he brought in like four business partners last month. So we don't want to poo-poo something that isn't our preferred way because what if, like what if there's a Rachel Bacaric in your network that doesn't have the influence is really young, but really hungry and is willing to do it cold and difficult and go through the numbers to get some wins to as the carrot where they finally get the skills. And so on this clip, I'm going to share with you um, with this Australian leader. She was talking about give you context. She was in a previous company. That company had some issues and now we're working together and so she was uh, had come over to our organization, but she had had an experience, a, an actual product testimony with that company, and that product testimony was a campaign, meaning she'd put that product testimony out, her story, out on social media, and she got people coming to her. So she had inbound leads, or what we call like attraction marketing, coming to her. And she was worried that she was going to now start talking about her new story on these products. She's like, how do I say this authentically? Like, are they going to call me out because I had a result on those products and now I'm had a result on these? Are they going to buy it? And like, she goes, I don't really know what to do. I'm afraid. She was actually afraid of putting herself out there to attract leads because she didn't want to be judged. And so she's like, I want people. I was like, I'm so used to people coming to me, but I don't know how to put myself out there. So see the pickle? She was in a pickle. She's like, I want to put myself out there because that's what I've done in the past. That's what I've known for prospecting. 
but I don't really know how to do that here. So I gave her just a very short lesson about the three levels of prospecting in network marketing, three phases, phase one, phase two, phase three. And if you're looking to get to the point where you have leads coming to you, understand that it might take some time and some consistency and some work and, you know, possibly some investment on your part. Not necessarily saying add dollars, but learning the skills that it takes to dominate a platform. And I give a shout out to one of my girlfriends in this in this audio. Jessie Lee Ward is one of the top recruiters in the industry and uh, how she's gotten to phase three of prospecting. So hope this audio helps. And uh, if you love it, please give me five stars, leave a review and share with your team. Be blessed. We'll see you back here on the next episode. A quick rundown that I learned from a very long time ago, probably 12 years ago, 10 years ago in network marketing. And it was the three phases of prospecting. So phase one of prospecting is that you are doing outbound. So like when we talk about campaigns, like running campaigns, like you are outbound, like you are making a list, you're messaging people, you're inviting them to take a look at the tool and then getting them onto some sort of validation or three-way call, right? Like you are outbounding. The second phase of prospecting is a bit of outbound, but you also have some inbound, meaning your campaigns are working. What are campaigns? Facebook stories, Instagram stories, Instagram reels, TikToks. You know, we think of everything social media. Back in the day, what was it? It was flyers, newspaper ads, you know, magazines, whatever, trade shows. You get a bunch of leads. Like that was a campaign, right? And so like you do, a lot of people would spend money and put their face on something or an ad and then they'd have people calling them or calling a mailbox and they they generate a lead or back in the day, like we used to have lead capture pages, you know, back in like 2009, 10, 11, every, every network marketer started to do like funnels and squeeze pages where they'd get their information. That's a campaign. Now it's social media. So it's like putting out really inspiring um, educational content, um, funny content, something of value that gets people to respond to you. So phase two of prospecting, you're still outbounding, like you're still working your list, you're still working your warm market, but your campaigns are bringing you in something. You're getting a little like a little lead every so often, a little comment, and then you're working that. Phase three in prospecting is that you have so many people coming to you that you can't even outbound. Like you can't even get to everybody. Like that's that would be the goal. I have a girlfriend in network marketing right now. She's one of the highest paid network marketers in the industry. And she's built up a massive following. I don't even know. I'm going to guess maybe a million followers on TikTok. Wow. On TikTok. And I know I'm going to get it off by a little bit, but I know I'm within about 10%. I believe last month, well, it actually would be the month of November because I talked to her in December. She enrolled over 250 distributors. Wow. Not just customers, distributors. And she enrolled them all from TikTok. Like she was averaging about seven a day on a $1,000 package, $900 package. And wow. so that's an example, albeit unicorn, that's an example of somebody that has done their marketing so well, so consistently for such a long t- period of time that they end up building a following so that when they put out content, when they have a call to action, they have so many people inbounding to them 
She doesn't need to call through her phone book right now. When you're yeah. starting in the you're right, when you're starting in business, you're in phase one. And unless you're some sort of massive influencer, which we see a trend right now in Instagram, I see all the time uh, fashion bloggers, beauty bloggers that have these huge followings, they align with a network marketing company like a collagen or whatever, and they can do a few posts, have a swipe up, and then they can get so much inbound. They're not team building. They're not making calls. They're not even an upline. They're literally just a sales, like an affiliate, right? But that's an example of inbounding. So in the beginning, it's like, okay, I need to go tell the new story. The new story of transitioning from there to here is figuring out what it is that you can say authentically in your heart and knowing the fact that you already went through a journey of your health. They may or may have not. We don't know. You're on chapter 30. They might be on chapter four. They've tried a few things. They're looking at some options. They're open. And it's like, hey, you need to take a look at this. Hey, I don't know if this is for you, but this is why I partnered with this company. These products are exceptional, and I want you to take a look. 